on Triple M Mining HQ. Hello and welcome to Mining HQ. Hope you had a great long weekend. I'm Pablo Miller. Coming up today's edition of the show, Chris Lamesha is going to be sitting down with Robbie Fig from the Happiness Co. Now, spending time with people, talking about workplace happiness and having fun is what this company is all about. And they spend a bit of time on mine sites as well. Robbie is going to fill us in. Plus, we catch up with Wilm and Duncan from Haver and Boca Niagara. Let's get into it. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Pablo. Good morning to you. Uh, on the phone this morning, we're going to have a chat to Robbie Fig. Now, he's the, the GM and owner of Happiness Co. G'day, Robbie. How are you going? I'm really good, thanks, mate. How are you? Really well, thanks. Now, it's really great on the social media. It's all about, um, well, finding happiness and having fun doing it in the workplace. Where, where did this idea come from? Can you just go back and give us some background on Happiness Co.? I sure can, mate. And I should probably... Uh preface everything by saying I'm not actually technically an owner. Uh, I'm just a, a general manager within the equation. I just want to say that because I know that sometimes when it uh, gets mixed up, it can be confusing for people. Uh, our, our owner and our founder started the organization back in 2017, and, and that's Julian Pace. Um, and, and I guess uh, the reason I mention that is because the, the uh, story behind Happiness Co. really starts with him. And his struggles with with mental ill health and uh, and the mental ill health of his his dad, yeah, particularly, uh, and and he actually ended up um, uh, losing his dad to mental health challenges uh, and and suicide. So that's kind of what um, if you if you look at it like an origin story, uh, that's where it sort of began. Uh, and ultimately, he had his own challenges. Uh, Julian did for the next sort of four or five years, and on that journey, found a few different things that helped him. Um, you know, non-clinical, uh, more sort of personal development stage things. And it just so happened that that worked for him. Other, you know, things work for other people and, and uh, it, it's awesome for people to seek help in different ways. So for him, it was more about finding his own journey. Uh, and uh, a lot of that uh, culminated in him uh, wanting to then share his story. That was kind of his way of uh, moving through those challenges. So Ultimately, uh, he started Happiness Co., uh, which was to integrate lived experience into what we call, I guess, content and workshops and and programs to help more and more people, uh, just like he would have loved his uh, his dad to have had uh, in the initial stages of his challenges. So what about for you, Robbie? How did you make the connection to get involved? Yeah, so uh, that was 2017 that Happiness Co. officially kicked off as a social enterprise, uh, really grinding its way through the preemptive mental health and well-being space and, and doing some great things. But, um, you know, on a, on a corporate uh, level, um, it, it wasn't doing a heap of work in that space yet. And uh, having a background in team building and, and positive team culture that I did, I, I saw Jules and a couple of the other team members present their programs and, and offerings at a, a couple of different conferences that I just so happened to be at. And I thought this would be a fantastic addition to the workplace so people can work on their Happiness, their well-being, uh, and and their everyday uh, challenges can be sort of addressed with some uh, some really powerful programs in the workplace, and and that's where I decided to put my hat in the ring and and, and say to uh, Jules, I'd love to be on board. And uh, after about six months of uh, sort of toing and froing, starting a podcast, which got some really great listenership, but then we just sort of uh, made it official, and I and I moved over to Happiness Co in 2018 and became the uh, general manager then. Mate, what about Sodesco? Sodesco, that food services company. What what actually happens when you go on site? What's the plan? 
Yeah, well, look, uh, Sodexo is actually one of our longest uh, standing clients. I mentioned previously around starting in 2018. They began the journey with us in 2018 and have done since then. So credit where credit's due. Um, they've really put their uh, workers and their, and their team's happiness first um, by bringing someone like us and, and many other providers in our space, by the way, around mental health, uh, into the fray. And, and um, yeah, we, we essentially head out uh, a lot of the time. Obviously, in the last couple of years, it's been really challenging, but we travel to site, we deliver workshops, programs and initiatives that really speak to the everyday uh, mental health and happiness of those that are working that fly-in, fly-out. Uh, or even in the corporate office's uh, lifestyle. And, uh, you know, at the uh, end of it, uh, everyone's a human and they're all going through their different challenges. So we try and give some really practical strategies and tips to, to help that uh, those challenges and stresses become a little bit easier. Can you talk about those? Is it like going around the room and getting people to open up or, or what do you do? Yeah, look, we try and make it as engaging as possible. We sort of live off the, the, the three E's, which is engagement, environment and education and you kind of don't get the the last one uh, truly unless you get the first two right so we try and create a really nice environment it's got to be enjoyable it's got to be fun i know that kind of goes against the stigma of what mental health can be but we really look to make it engaging and you know people aren't there um, pouring their heart and soul out but they are sharing the little challenges that other people might be going through and you know vulnerability even on a smaller scale breeds more vulnerability and that's always so powerful when people think they're the only ones going through those uh, uh, tough times and challenges that they may have. So, Robbie, for you, who inspires you? Which people have brought you to this place? <laughs> it's a really great question. And and I've uh, I've got to say, and, and I say this, but we are best mates as well, Julian and I, the founder of Happiness Co. So I will uh, blow smoke there for a second and just say that he, he does inspire me by sharing his story each and every day, probably two to three times a day in the work that we do and how tough that must be. Um, I'm also inspired by people that go through a lot more challenges um, than maybe I've been through in life and have gotten through them. Uh, and, and no one's uh, stress or, or unhappiness is uh, less valid than anyone else's. But I think there's definitely people in the world uh, who are going through worse than myself, doing better than myself, if that makes sense. And I always look up to people that are really uh, going through the tougher times and, and just to s sort of see how they manage it is is really inspiring and motivating for, for anyone, really. And it sounds like a couple of years ago during lockdown, you were, well, doing quite a few interviews. Uh, Justin Langer was one. And maybe this is of recent times, Gary Ablett. <laughs> yeah, so uh, really, really lucky to meet a lot of great people in this work. And with Justin Langer, um, one of the the nicest uh, blokes you'll ever meet. I'm sure if, you know, uh, you gave away your wicket cheaply, it might not feel that way. But uh, <laughs> he is one of uh, the most inspiring people to listen to. Really uh, took me by surprise, actually, when I met him. And, he, and, I, and I said, look, you know, we were at the Happiness Co. And all he said to me in that moment, that fleeting moment, uh, the first time we met was, you know, uh, if I had one superpower, if I could, uh, it would be to make everyone in the world happy. So, you know, it's really great to meet you today. And I thought that was fantastic. And, and then um, I'm terrible with names. So I obviously remembered his, but um, it was really impressive the next time I caught up with him and he remembered mine and remembered where I worked. And and from there, we sort of asked him to help us out with uh, the launch of Happiness Aid during COVID, which was, you know, trying to get a lot of different presenters who are obviously struggling with uh, finding 
work and in-person opportunities to jump online and create a platform for those going through uh, the, the challenges of the pandemic. So yeah, he was he was awesome. And then look, Gary Ablett, um, I guess via the work that I do every day, I got to work with him uh, more recently on a bit of a tour here in WA. And yeah, he is an, he is an outstandingly generous bloke. I think the event was scheduled to finish at about 10 o'clock that we're working and he's there till 12.30am meeting everyone, making sure they all got a handshake and a photo. So yeah, there's a lot of good people out there that you get to meet along the journey. Well, Gary Ablett, he is the little master and I am a Geelong supporter, so good good one. <laughs> well, well done, Robbie. Now, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way? Do the Google Find Happiness Co.? Yeah, look, you can always do the Google or you can jump onto the, the Instagram, as they say. Um, look, all the socials uh, are great places to check out what we do and I guess uh, how we do it. It's probably better at the website, which is happinessco.org. And uh, I'm more than happy to chat to people via places like LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Messenger uh, and Instagram. And then there's the inquiry pages through the website that they're more than welcome to, to come through as well if they'd like to know more about what we do. Well, I'm happy to have you on Mining HQ. Thanks for your time, Robbie. Appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Have a great one. The following interview on Mining HQ is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Today, we're catching up with the team from Haver and Boca Niagara. We've got Wilm Schultz with us. Now, he is the service manager and Duncan Hooper is the Haver and Boca Niagara national sales manager in Australia. And Duncan, let's start with you. Fill us in a little bit about the company. G'day, Pablo. Thanks for talking to us today. Okay, some history on Haver and Boca. Today's business is an amalgamation of two companies, WS Tyler of Canada and Haver and Boca of Germany both of whom have enjoyed success in the mineral processing technology space for many decades. The growth from WS Tyler here in Australia to the global Haver and Boca brand has allowed us to streamline our resources and processes. Our customers are benefiting from more diverse engineering expertise, improved parts commonality and a greater service throughout the world. Haver and Boca Niagara Australia has been servicing both mining and quarrying customers nationally for 10 years. Our continuing success has seen Haver and Boca Australia move its head office to a new facility in Malaga, Perth, doubling the size of our capabilities in the process. This expansion has allowed for greater part stock to be on hand, improving service response times. In addition, our training facility is further enhanced, allowing us to undertake COVID-friendly vibration analysis training of up to 20 people. This also includes the use of our live screen. Our goal is to offer a complete portfolio of innovative mineral processing technology. These include screening equipment, pelletizing systems and components, including specialist screen media and exciters, all of which are interchangeable with competitor equipment. Haver and Boca achieves this through our signature system called ProCheck. This allows customers to analyse screening processes to maximise profits, productivity and efficiency. A key part of ProCheck is our pulse diagnostic tool, which myself and Will will share details of in the next segment. Well, Duncan, let's talk about that. How does the tech work? That's really been developed around unexpected downtimes, a huge source of uh, lost revenue for miners and Haver wanted to address the issue. A suite of pulse diagnostic, t- diagnostic tools was created with customers, specifically the maintenance crews in mind, 
Um, this makes their job easier and it relieves the stress of unplanned downtime due to broken equipment. Um, with the reinforcement of the advanced tools like pulse diagnostics, operations can be proactive with maintenance. It increases productivity. Uh, this results in higher profitability for the guys. Um, <clears throat> each system optimises the health of vibrating screens regardless of the brand. So we can do anybody's brand. Mm -hmm. By detecting irregularities that can translate into diminished performance, decreased efficiency, increased operating costs and Im imminent breakdowns. So what holes do these products fill and how do they differ from other diagnostic programs? Uh, thanks, Pablo. Uh, we offer tools to monitor screening equipment at every stage. This includes the pulse impact test, pulse vibration analysis, and pulse condition monitoring. Our pulse portfolio provides operations with more holistic view of the individual machine, which helps them to maximize uptime through historical tracking. While there are other options on the market, the data points analyzed by pulse diagnostics are specific to a vibrating screen and provide producers with better insight into their operation. This allows any pain points to be addressed before they cause unplanned, unplanned downtime or catastrophic failure. So how do the products work? Yeah, Pablo, so basically we have two systems. Um, the two systems cater for monitoring. Uh, the first is the service tool, pulse vibration analysis, and the second is a 24-7 monitoring system, constant monitoring. Uh, we'll talk about pulse vibration first. Um, pulse vibration analysis in conjunction with our impact testing is used as part of our quality assurance program during factory testing as well as on site. The advanced testing ensures each machine is properly calibrated to avoid operating in resonance for efficient operation. Operating in resonance can diminish the productivity, cause damage to the vibrating screen. This results in costly repair bills and poses safety risks as well. Measurements from the vibration analysis sensors include orbit, resonance, acceleration deviations, and other important data points that indicate the condition of the machine. That pretty much covers how the VA system works. Mm -hmm. The second offering is pulse constant monitoring. Uh, this consists of permanently installed sensors to monitor the screen equipment 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. We have two types of sensor on the constant monitoring system, a bearing sensor and a body sensor. The constant monitoring bearing sensors complete a number of operations. These include temperature readings, RMS velocity and RMS peak-to-peak -peak acceleration. Temperature is recorded every minute, whilst the RMS velocity and peak-to-peak -peak acceleration is recorded every three minutes. The same bearing sensors also take high and low resolution time waveforms and corresponding spectrums twice a day. Likewise, Haber screen body sensors monitor a number of parameters. These include acceleration and displacement on the X, Y and Z axis, also global acceleration, amplitude, frequency, phase, angle and temperature. These recordings occur every five minutes. Constant monitoring captures real-time information and provides alerts via phone, SMS, email. Well, Duncan, thanks so much for, for that insight. If people do want to find out more info about what you do, how's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, Pablo, through our website, haveniagara.com. 
thanks so much for joining us today on Mine HQ. We really appreciate it. Thank you. For the very latest mining news in WA, stream the Mining HQ podcast. Available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.